Chapter 8 of Wapsie, The Adventures of a Guardian Angel by Gerard F. Scriven, W.F. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter 8 Wapsie and the Bishop. The bishop of the country around Matongu, that is, of Yerubi Vercariot, lived in a palace in a little town by the lake. It wasn't a very splendid palace. The walls were made of bricks dried in the sun, and the roof was of corrugated iron sheets, which the bishop found very noisy when the rain came down, and very hot when the sun beat upon them. Missionary bishops, however, are not particular, so he didn't mind. One day he was seated at his little table, opening some letters that had come by the weekly mail. One of them was from Father George. As the bishop read it, he began to smile to himself. Here's another one of them, he was thinking always telling me about new villages full of likely Christians, chiefs who want missionaries, and people who are too far from the church. What can I do about it? He was just going to toss the letter aside with a sigh, when a small guardian angel threw in through the open window. He greeted the big guardian angel, who took care of the bishop, and then began at once whispering in the bishop's ear, while the big angel looked on and smiled. The bishop looked at the letter again, and went on thinking about it. He was saying to himself, there is old father john at osanga who is badly in need of a rest and there is old father joseph at poto who can't carry on much longer and will simply have to be replaced what's more they'll probably only send one priest again this year wapsie went on whispering urgently and he beckoned to the big angel to go to the bishop's other ear the bishop hesitated for a moment then with another sigh he put father george's letter aside and took up an envelope full of bills Wapsie gave one hurt look at the bishop, and then flew out of the window. He made straight for the cathedral, a sturdy building next door to the palace, flew straight inside and went up to the altar. He knelt down before the tabernacle, a very sad little angel. His wings were drooping, and you could almost see the tears in his eyes. He stayed near the altar quite a long time. He talked to our Lord about Shiny and Matangu, and about the people who lived there. Then he suddenly jumped up and flew back to the bishop. Once more Wapsie began whispering in the bishop's ear, and his lordship stopped the work he was doing and looked out of the window. Wapsie waited a moment, and he heard the bishop say firmly, No, it simply can't be done. If Wapsie hadn't been an angel, he might easily have been discouraged. But again he flew straight over to the church and knelt down in front of the tabernacle. You see, even guardian angels don't always get what they want the first time they ask for it. He stayed there for about a half hour this time hardly moving at all. He wasn't only asking for Shiny, he was also loving God as hard as he could, because he knew that was the best way to coax our Lord into giving him what he wanted, a mission at Matongo. At the end of the half-hour he jumped up, clapped his hands with happiness, and blew a kiss to the tabernacle. Off to the palace again he went. The bishop was still sitting at his table with a lot of bills spread out before him, and a nearly empty cash-box beside him. Wapsie went up to the big guardian angel and told him what our Lord had said. The big guardian angel looked very pleased about it and smiled. Wapsie went up to the bishop and began telling him again about Matangu. Of course, the bishop did not know a little angel was talking to him, but he began to think about Father George's letter again, and he said to himself, It's funny, I simply can't get Matangu out of my mind. Let me see, I was going to send the new priest to Mandana. That wouldn't leave anyone to spare. Even if I sent him to take Father George's place, there would be no one to go with Father George. Besides, there is the question of money. 
I simply can't do it just now. It can't be done unless the guardian angels help out and do something pretty quickly. Just at that moment, a missionary came into the room holding two letters in his hand. I am sorry, Bishop, he said, but I found these among my own letters. They are for you. The Bishop took the envelopes and opened them. As he did so, a piece of paper fell out. He picked it up and saw it was a check for the sum of one thousand dollars. He read the letter. Then he turned to Father Anthony and said, This is the hand of God working. I was just thinking we couldn't possibly begin a mission in Matangu, and here are some good persons send us one thousand dollars to start a mission. Now we only lack the priests. Where will we get them? Then he looked at the other letter, and with wonder in his eyes turned to Father Anthony again and said, Now just listen to this. They are not going to send us one man this year, but three. That means we can certainly found a mission at Matangu. I think we shall have to thank the guardian angels for this very good news. They have certainly been busy. Wopsy, too happy to remain quiet, was clapping his hands until they tinkled again and again, just like little bells. He didn't stay there a minute longer, but flew back into the church to pay another visit and say thank you to God. Then he flew off over the hills and the forest back to Shiny. Of course, all this time he had not really neglected Shiny. Even when guardian angels go away, they manage to look after their charges at the same time. End of chapter 8